Hello, and welcome to First Importance, the preaching and teaching ministries of First Baptist Church, West Memphis, Arkansas. Our prayer today is that you will be blessed and encouraged by the message to come. If you have your Bibles, would you join me in the Gospel of John chapter 9? Gospel of John chapter 9. This year we have been going through the Gospel of John Today is our last day uh, in 2021 in the Gospel of John. We've had one theme, and that is believe. After today, it will be nine chapters, 437 verses, 35 messages. That's 12 and a half verses per week studying this theme of belief. Every word, every sentence in the Gospel of John, is meant to elicit belief from believers. John chapter 20 and verse 31, the Holy Spirit inspiring John as he is writing down these words says, but these, this book is written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. Certainly, the book of John is written so that we may, so that those who do not believe may have an accurate and credible recording of the life of Jesus. But the real intention of the Gospel of John is to reach into the hearts of believers and to elicit belief. In times filled with confusion and chaos and doubt, God knowing that the enemy wants you to doubt. He wants you to be confused. This book is written to elicit, to bring out belief from you, and that that belief would produce life. Now, yes, of course here, uh, the, the author, John, guided by the Holy Spirit, means eternal life. But he's also speaking of that abundant life that God wants you and I to have right now. Life that is overflowing and abundant. Life that is righteous and that is holy. And that belief is what produces that. And so every single account that we have read and studied together uh, throughout this gospel has been to that end. And so we come now to our text today, John chapter 9 and verses 13 through 41. And we're continuing a message that I began to preach almost a month ago, beginning in chapter 9. The message is called The Blind Sea, part 2. Now, for those of you who weren't with us, let me just catch you up. And it has been a little while. In the Gospel of John, chapter 9, Jesus is walking through Jerusalem. And he uh, walks by and comes up to a man who was blind from birth. This man is in a helpless, hopeless situation he is a beggar. He is begging for money so that he can survive, so that he can live. Jesus seeks him out. He finds this poor uh, blind man on the side of the road. And his disciples have the audacity to ask the most insensitive question, even for a time that most certainly was not politically correct. This was a very, very insensitive question. In front of the blind man, they say, Jesus, is he blind because of a sin he committed, or was he born blind because of a sin that his parents committed? 
to add insult to injury. They're using the poorest state of this man's life to discuss theology right in front of him. And Jesus' response to them is very quick and to the point. It's for neither one of those things. That he was born blind so that God's glory may be shown in him. Then Jesus does something truly unique. Jesus bends down into the dirt. He spits. He makes mud out of that. He puts it on the blind, blind man's eyes. And he tells him, go wash in the pool of Siloam. And Jesus leaves him. So the blind man makes his way to the pool of Siloam. He's blind. His eyes are covered in mud made from the Savior's spit. And he goes down to that pool of Siloam. He pulls up the water to his eyes. He washes it off. And those eyes that have never seen, that had no concept of what the various colors of the world would look like. He had no concept of what a tree or what his, what his family would look like. This man, for the first time in his life, he saw what a miracle, what a, what a joyous and wonderful miracle. And when we left off last time when we were in this text, the community begins to notice. They say, hey, weren't you... Wait a second, you're the next door neighbor boy, the one that was born blind. How is it that you are able to see? And that's where we come in our text today, in John chapter 9, beginning in verse 13. Now, our text is a little lengthy today. Hold on with me because it is going to prove itself uh, useful at the end of our time together. John chapter 9, beginning in verse 13. Hear now the word of the Lord. And they brought to the Pharisees the man who had formerly been blind. Now it was the Sabbath day when Jesus made the mud and opened his eyes. So the Pharisees again asked him how he had received his sight. And he said to them, He put mud on my eyes and I washed and I see. Some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God for he does not keep the Sabbath. But others said, How can a man who is a sinner do such signs? And there was a division among them. So they said again to the blind man, What do you say about him since he has opened your eyes? He said, he is a prophet. Now, verse 18, the Jews did not believe that he had been blind and had received his sight until they called the parents of the man who had received his sight and asked them, is this your son who you say was born blind? How then does he now see? And his parents answered, we know that this is our son and that he was born blind. But how he now sees, we do not know, nor do we know who opened his eyes. Ask him. He is of age. He will speak for himself. His parents said these things because they feared the Jews. For the Jews had already agreed that if anyone should confess Jesus to be the Christ, he was to be put out of the synagogue. Therefore, his parents said, he is of age, ask him. Verse 24. So for the second time, they called the man who had been blind and said to him, Give glory to God. We know that this man is a sinner. He answered, Whether he is a sinner, I do not know. One thing I do know that though I was blind, now I see. And they said to him, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered them, I've told you already, and you would not listen. Why do you want to hear again? Do you also want to become his disciples? Then they reviled him, saying, You are his disciple, but we, we are disciples of Moses. We know that God has spoken to Moses, but as for this man, we do not know where he comes from. The man answered, Why, this is an amazing thing. 
You do not know where he comes from, and yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners, but if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, God listens to him. Never since the beginning of the world has it been heard that anyone opened the eyes of a man born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. And they answered him, you were born in utter sin. And would you teach us? And they cast him out. Now hold on, verse 35. Jesus heard that they had cast him out. And having found him, he said, do you believe in the Son of Man? And he answered, and who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? And Jesus said to him, you have seen him, and it is he who is speaking to you. He said, Lord, I believe, and worshiped him. And Jesus said, for judgment I came into the world, that those who do not see may see, and those who see may become blind. Would you pray with me, please? Father, as we come to your text today, I acknowledge that I am very weak, preacher have no ability to be able to convey to your people the glory and wonder of this passage and so I ask Father now not only for the anointing but the feeling of your Holy Spirit not only upon me but upon your people in this room so that we may understand your word let us take off our 21st century glasses and look at your word what it is and Lord speak to our hearts and draw us closer to you it's in the name of Jesus I pray these things amen in many ways our message today is dedicated to the outcast to the unloved to the unwanted the unlearned the unable what Jesus does in this passage and what he has done throughout his entire ministry is he has turned the world upside down everything has changed and because of everything being changed you and I have reason to have a lot of joy today he has come for those of us who are the the unskilled the unlearned he's come to gather the weak of the world to demonstrate his own strength and what he's going to display today is what he's been displaying all throughout the gospel of John and I want you to notice with me four responses to this miracle in verses 13 through 23 I want you to see the confusion of the Pharisees the confusion of the Pharisees look in verse 13 they brought to the Pharisees the man who had formerly been blind now I love those words there because he's no longer known as the blind man he's the he's the man formerly known as blind He's not defined by that anymore. He's not the beggar anymore. He's not the man uh, sitting down in squalor, begging for money, unable to see. He is no longer defined by that. Rather, he is the man who was formerly blind. What a great testimony. In verse 14, now it was a Sabbath day when Jesus made the mud and opened his eyes. This miracle occurs, and it's in public for everyone to see it's a phenomenal miracle as we'll learn later on in our passage the man who was formerly blind says never has anyone ever heard in the history of the world that this should happen what a miracle now today we get to see a lot of wonderful things happen 
because of God's gift to us with medicine and the sciences, we are able to, we are able by his grace to overcome sicknesses that would have killed many men and women in the New Testament era. And we are thankful for that. I was watching a video just the other day of a little child, perhaps maybe two years old, couldn't be much older than that, who had been deaf their whole life, but with some aid that the doctors had put upon their ears, we saw, I saw on this video the first time this child heard something intelligible. And the child was whining and crying and screaming as the doctor was putting on this device on their ear. And as soon as it got turned on, the child stopped crying and heard the voice of his mother for the first time. And a smile came across his Thank you for joining us for this episode of First Importance. We invite you to check out our other sermons on this podcast and to join us in person on Sundays at 8.30 or 10.45 a.m., as well as streaming live on Sunday mornings at 10.45. We hope to see you soon at First Baptist West Memphis, where we love God, care for one another, and share the gospel. Thank you.